Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I'm Paul Foreman. I'm the divisional president for High Trust Coaching. I have with me one of my favorite coaches. I have Suzanne Voter with me. Welcome, Suzanne. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Yes, it's here already. Yay! Already off to the races, right? Absolutely. Hit the ground running, I'm telling you. Yes, exactly. Um, so um, today, we're Suzanne and I thought it would be a great idea to talk about the law of the leverage from high trust selling. So what the law of the leverage says is that you're less likely to fail if you told others you will succeed. So, you know, we're right now in the midst of business plans have been written, you know, New Year's resolutions have been written. Suzanne, before we start diving into how to achieve our goals, let's talk a little bit about what gets in the way. Uh, family, time, <laughs> business, uh, all of it. You know, it's 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 hard to write down your goals when you may not know your numbers. And that's one thing we teach in coaching is to know your numbers and know what you need to do and who you need to be talking to every week, every day to make those numbers that you want to achieve. So I think a lot of it has to do with not knowing where to start and not knowing your numbers. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's absolutely true. And I know that when in building business plans for 2021 with our coaching members, um, we go back to, we have, you know, for coaching members that, you know, or stay with us year over year, we know their numbers, you know, we know what they accomplished in the prior year, we know what their conversion rates were. So right. we had a very, very solid foundation of which to move forward with on, you know, where, you know, where we're strong and where, you know, where we can improve to, you know, to where we can improve to, you know, to achieve our goals. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's clarity. Clarity yeah. is key. <laughs> yes, yes, clarity is key. It, it absolutely is key. And I know that um, a lot of clients, you know, have been kind of realizing that, you know, we were tracking, we track conversion rates. So a lot of clients have really been kind of looking at their conversion rates and seeing that their conversion rates have actually improved, that, you know, yeah. that they've greatly improved. And then now we're having conversations around how can we improve it even more? How can we, you know, how can we talk to that same 10, you know, opportunities or 10 candidates or 10 clients. And um, instead of cap capturing maybe five of those new clients, maybe capturing eight of them. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with systems and processes and knowing you know, where your business is coming from and what you want to achieve and learning their goals and making it about the client and about what they want to achieve and how do we help them get there. You know, it's not a business transaction for us. It's a relationship with our borrowers. It's hopefully a long-term um, referral relationship for many years to come. So you have to make it that, and you have to take the time up front to learn about your client, your borrower. Now, that's a mouthful there, Suzanne. You know, that is so true. And I think that if we learn that one thing, you know, that it is about the clients and to be asking that question of your clients, what's important to you about the purchase of your home, what's important to you about success when we're talking to our partners and having that conversation every year. Right. And what's important about working with somebody like me? What do you want to see from me, your mortgage professional in your um, transaction, in your future? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I was listening to an interview this morning with uh, Lewis Howes, and he was talking about that very thing that they were they were having that the whole conversation around no matter who you are, you know, asking that person, you know, how can I help you? You know, asking that person, and that's something that Todd has, you know, has driven and it's foundational to everything we do at High Trust is how can I help you win? How can I help you win? When somebody asks you that question, you know, they come up with answers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They want to have help. They want somebody to talk to and work things out with and and uh, put their trust in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I, I maybe people don't get that asked that question very often. I mean, how often do you get asked, you know, the question, how can I help you win? <laughs> Only when I ask myself. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> um, okay, that's terrific. So um, the power of writing down your goals, the power of telling someone else what you're going, what your goal is, what you're looking to achieve. Let's talk about that a couple of minutes. Well, you know, it's about accountability. Um, So many of people in our industry belong to accountability groups, networking referral groups. Um, Coaching is accountability. When you're putting your goals out there and you're talking to people who are on your side, who will promote you, who will lift you up and um, keep you accountable and check in with you. And hopefully you're doing this maybe as a budding buddy system with someone that is leverage that keeps you going. That makes you stronger and more focused every day. And it can be competitive. We're competitive people. We don't, you know, we don't slouch in this business. We make things happen. And if we're talking to another um, person about our goals and sharing their goals and you're working together, you know, there's still that little bit of competitiveness of, you know, I don't want to get into this phone call and not have a um, goal that I've met or a solution that I'm supposed to have come up with. And that makes you more accountable than trying to do it yourself. It's hard to do it yourself. It's like going to the gym. It's hard to do. But once you get there, it's great. So being being accountable with someone else is truly important. So the goal is to write out your goals, make them very clear, and then find somebody either in your business, in your um, referral networking group, in your family that you can talk to about these and help keep you accountable. And you've got to set timelines. Timelines are important. I'm going to achieve what by when. And that way you've got it on your calendar. You have it on a notepad right in front of your desk every day. You know that this is something you're going to have to do by this time frame. And and you might feel bad if you don't do it. That motivates us. That pushes us to get the things done that we know we need to get done. Because, you know, people realize or don't realize that if you don't do something, you know, how do you feel about that? It doesn't feel good. But if you think about how you're going to feel if you do do it, that is a motivator. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so interesting that you should say that um, is, you know, telling someone else, you know, I mean, I think I think it's because it's what we do so much every single day with our coaching members. It is the what are we going to achieve? Keeping on the guardrails, keeping it, keeping the action plans accountable and, and asking that by when. You know, that always stops, you know, my clients when we start going down this path of what we want to achieve and what we want to get done. And we start, I, I, the whole time they're talking, I'm making a list, you know, of action plans that they're putting that they're, you know, saying, well, I'm going to do this and I want to do this. And I want to do this and I need to do this and that type of thing. And I'm writing a list. And then I go down that list before we get off the phone. And I said, okay, hire a new loan officer assistant um, by when, when do we want to have this person in place. 
I'm getting and a new CRM. You want them to do specifically. <laughs> and they always kind of go, oh, wow, okay. You know, let's uh, let's start setting some dates, right? And and then those dates kind of go in and, you know, because we it's not, oftentimes we don't think about but that by when. And right. I know that when I tell, you know, you or any of my, any of my, any of my accountability partners, you know, yourself, Teresa Odette, um, any one of my coaches, uh, when I tell you that I'm going to do something, believe me, on in those moments that I don't feel like it, or in those moments that I'm kind of getting up to my deadline, I'm thinking, oh, you got to get this done. Right. <laughs> I don't even need to call you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because we know we're going to ask the question when we get on the get on the phone call. Hey, how is it going with this? And even exactly. if you did it the night before, at least you did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about an implementation plan. Um, so we have set our goals. We know what we want to achieve. And um, we've set our goals. And now we need to start putting together an implementation plan. You know, some of the questions that, you know, that we want to be asking ourselves is how will I get there? Right. Right. Um, What do I, what will I need to do? What do I need to change? What are some of the other things that we should be asking ourselves, Suzanne, when we're putting together an implementation plan to actually achieve our goals? I think, you know, now that we're starting the first of the year, looking back on what worked last year and what didn't work last year and what do you want to be specific about in this year and writing your goals in that way to know you know I want to do this okay I wanted to do it last year I didn't do it what stopped me how am I going to do it this year and make it work and who am I going to bring in with me to implement this and how am I going to do it? And it's really, again, about systems and processes and writing it out and being very specific about what you're planning to do. And again, you know, sharing it with others. If you have a team, sharing it with your team, getting everybody on board. Everybody is thinking the same way you are and achieve, working to achieve the same goal. So to get started, it's really about focusing on what worked last year, what didn't work. How do you want to make it work this year? And don't put too many goals down. I see so many people with, you know, 15 goals. I'm going to make all of this happen. Ah, well, <laughs> just get started on one. <laughs> Not 15. Maybe pick five to start and let's focus on those in the first quarter. And then we'll move on to the next one. So don't overwhelm yourself up front either. That's such a great point, Suzanne, is not to overwhelm yourself and not to have this long laundry list because that'll shut you down. Yeah. It'll shut you down. Right. Oh, you'll feel paralyzed. Deer caught in headlights. It's not a fun feeling because <laughs> now you're feeling like I'm not accomplishing one of 15. It's like a to-do list. I love to-do lists. You're just checkmarking the things that you need to do. Yeah. And it feels great because you accomplished all these things in one day, even if it's little, little things, you did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned a minute ago, Suzanne, you mentioned a minute ago about sharing your goals with your team. Mm-hmm. Um, can you dial in on that a little bit more? Because that's so important when, you know, when when you as a manager or you as a leader or you as the, the primary originator um, is, has created, you know, your business plan for the year. Um, talk about sharing that with your team. Well, first you have to learn your team. You know, what are their goals? What's their why? Why are they doing this every day? Why are they coming to work? You know, it's not the same reason you're coming to work every day. And then find out what their goals are and bring everybody in to collaborate on where we want our business, our business, 
to go in the coming year. Not just my business as the lead originator, but all of ours. And how are we going to do this as a team to go out into the community, to go out into you know whatever business area you're working in to make an impact? It's everyone has an input, everyone has a share, everyone has a, a solution, and bring them into the solution and making them feel a part of the whole process. That's mm-hmm. huge. And writing goals together so everyone understands the primary goals and whose job is what to get to those goals. And as a team and the master coaches that I work with, you know, they are doing weekly check-ins with their team, their loan officers and their um, assistants on, you know, what are you doing? We have these goals. These are the things that we need to be doing consistently every week. How are you doing with this? If they're not doing it is why not? What's stopping you? Let's get deep on this as to what's stopping you, because it's not just about your goals. It's about the entire team's goals that we're trying to meet. So, you know, it's about being very specific and and accountable to each other, but also being a team, a collaboration and having the same common goal. That brings people in. It brings loyalty to your team, too. You know, we see too much of a high turnover in this business at times. And part of that is because you're not making people feel like they're important and they're worth bringing into the solution. You know, that's, you know, so very true. And you touched on a lot of of, uh, key points that a lot of people should be writing notes right now. And that is, you know, first asking your coaching, you know, asking your team, you know, what's important to them? You know, what does success look like to them? Why, you know, why, you know, what, what, uh, what fulfills them about their, their job or their position? You know, are they in the right role? Right. Really even kind of deciding whether or not they're in the right role and to where they're getting the highest and best opportunity to be fulfilled, to feel fulfilled. Um, And, and then checking in, you know, because, you know, because, you know, we can set goals and then there's going to be gaps. And along the way, have an opportunity to kind of close those gaps by doing what you're saying, Suzanne, and that is asking why didn't something get done? What was standing in the way? Where was the where was the where was the the obstacle? Where was the challenge? How can we how can we fix it so we can make it smoother? Yeah, absolutely. It's checking in, and um, you know maybe even one of my coaching clients does a weekly Zoom with his uh, LOs. They've all done their goals. They all know what their jobs are. And when they come together during this Zoom meeting every week, they are, you know, working with each other as to why and what did I do that maybe you're having a problem with that they didn't know how to do differently. So it's a real great collaboration of everyone. They all want to try and succeed. They all want to be number one in their marketplace. And the only way they're going to do it is by helping each other. So, you know, the the manager has asked them to come with at least two situations that they want to discuss that's out there in their marketplace and come with two solutions as well. So they can talk about what it is, their solutions and how others have, have addressed those same obstacles. Cause we're all in this doing the same thing. We all have pretty much the same problems, I guess, in the community, the uh-huh. mortgage origination community. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't know how to address things that, that are coming up and bothering us or have, have become a situation where others have been through it and said, ah, this worked for me. Yes. You know, that is a great leader. You know, that is a great leader because it is consistently and continually empowering people to a address where the challenges are, because you're right. You know, we're all going to be dealing with basically the same challenges every right. single day and, and to come with solutions. 
Um, I had a leader, a CEO that I worked with for a very long time. And on his door was, um, if you're bringing a problem, um, bring a solution. Right. Right. And um, because, you know, because we do know the answers, right? And if you, if they're this, you know, this particular manager is bringing it into a forum, basically a mastermind so that if you bring two solutions, maybe someone else has a different solution that they've actually tried and is working better. Right. right? Or they didn't have the same solution to the same problem. Now they can try it differently and it might work better for them. Right. Exactly. I think so often, and this is something I've been hearing a lot with our coaching members is, um, uh, is, you know, needing to hire more staff, needing to hire more fulfillment people, needing to bring on, um, you know, uh, more support, you know, for capacity. And I think you have touched on something that is really more of the first step. And that is to first interview, re-interview all of the people that you have in place. Yeah. And as you said, find out if they're in the right positions. If they're doing the things that that benefit the, the team and them the most, it's really getting to know your staff and your team. And one thing I love about high trust coaching, we do do the disc analysis, personality profiles. And I've gone through that with each of my coaching clients and they've learned a lot, not only about themselves, but their team and how to approach their team and what that team member is more suited to do than what they may want them to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask that person too, you know, what do you enjoy about your job? What don't you enjoy about your job? And by learning and listening, you'll know, well, maybe you should be doing this and this person is better suited for this. Mm-hmm. It's a constant revolving effort in an office. It's not always the same. It's going to keep changing and moving and growing and people are going to be changing, moving and growing. And you have to be able to be flexible with that and really listen and not get frustrated because a lot of us in our in this business, when we're top producers, we're we don't have patience. <laughs> we're working <laughs> done today. You know, we need them done today. We don't want to wait for somebody else. Yeah, we don't want to wait for somebody else. But that's not a good leader. That's not how you're gonna grow your team, grow your business. And even if you're just an individual originator, you still have processors and assistants to work with yes. um, and underwriters. So learn, you know, how do they work? How do they work best? And how can you best work with them and not alienate them? Because you want them on your team, right? You want them helping you. I think that's, you know, especially for an independent originator and or a leader manager, producing manager, non-producing manager, that's such an important thing is the building the relationships with, with the fulfillment teams. Actually, you know, sitting down and having those conversations and building the relationship. What's important to you? What do you like doing? What is it? Where do you feel as though you're in your jam when you're doing right. it? Where are some of the challenges that I can help you with? And, right. you know, those types of things. And um, and it's not a blame game. It's, you know, it's a, you know, how can we, how can we readjust? And it's oftentimes it's just moving the needle just a little bit. Oftentimes right. Just that one little tweak that just is just like a thorn in their side. Right. Right. And as the situation comes up, collaborate. How could we have done this better? Oh, yes. What are we going to do next time in this situation? Mm-hmm. The situations come up. Every loan is unique. Every loan is different. Every client is different. So, you know, different things happen in each transaction. But if something didn't go well or maybe delayed, how as a team can we make this not happen next time? How can we avoid this next time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And bring them into it. Don't don't start the blame game. <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> it gets, exactly. It gets you nowhere. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Todd is doing a series of um, uh, 
2020 gave me. He's doing a video every single, yeah. 2020 gave me, he's doing 21 um, uh, videos every yeah. single day. If you are not engaging in it every single day, do yourself a favor and make sure that you do and share it with your friends. But his today was about, it was about belief. And yeah. it was interesting that you and I were going to be sitting here talking today about the law of leverage. And, you know, the number one thing that Todd talked about today on 2020 gave me is believing that you can, you know, and I think that sometimes people um, won't set goals or achieve goals because they don't believe as though they, as though they can. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> and it's so true. And he talks a little bit about, you know, what it's going to take to build that belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's a personal thing that we all have to deal with every day. But every day we have to work on it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I think that's something that we do a lot of work with with our coaching members is kind of, you know, breaking through some of those limiting beliefs. Yes. Um, I had a client um, very recently while at year end had shared with me that in the past she uh, wasn't in the habit and actually had um, had a limiting belief around writing down her goals. So she never did. She never wrote business plans. She never wrote down her goals. She never did until she got into coaching. And um, what this past year has given her is realizing that writing down her goals and moving towards those goals um, has is, is the catalyst, you know, to her achieving something that she never thought was possible. Right. Absolutely. And sharing those goals with your family members, with your, you know, your, your network, your, your manager, whomever's in your office to mm -hmm. keep you motivated towards those goals. Cause often we'll write them down and they'll you know, go to the side and if you don't look at them again, well, you have to keep them in front of you. Right. And it to be very specific on the steps for each goal. So write out the goal, then write the steps out and look at a um, time management system that I'm going to do this on this day every day at this time. And everybody around me knows I'm doing this. Don't bother me. I'll check email and so on and so forth afterwards. But I'm going to do this. And it, you got to get into a habit, a habit of doing it. Yeah, that's I think that's the, a, part, a big part of the how. Right. Uh, yeah. Suzanne. It's a big part of the how do I how do I achieve that is, you know, we don't stay in, you know, in, in our normal behavior, right? Our default behavior of being a re reactive to our business is we start time blocking and we start time blocking those times that we're going to achieve that. And, and just doing that, you know, just doing that one thing of saying this is what I'm going to do within this time frame or in this time block. Um, you start to, it starts to diminish the anxiety of how am I going to achieve this goal? And oh my God, you know, and, and that type of thing. It all kind of goes away because inch by inch, moment by moment, hour by hour, you are moving towards that goal. I was speaking with a coaching client yesterday who um, has kind of put the phone calls to her real estate agents and database on hold for last during last year because she was so busy. Well, now uh -huh. we're in a new year and this was part of her goals is to reach back out. Well, she is now so busy by making these phone calls. And she said, the reason she's so busy is because she was methodical every day at this time, she was going to make this many phone calls. She had to, to limit the, the time that she spent on the phone calls. Some people want to walk, talk for 45 minutes, <laughs> 45 minutes. Yes. We talked about how to, you know, address the time frame with people, but 
because she's done just that reconnected. And this is a great time to reconnect with our referral partners in our database, just to say, happy new year. How's it going for you? Is there anything in your mortgage or your financial picture that I can help answer or work with for you? So she's now, she's like, well, now what do I do? I'm so busy again. Well, (laughs) That's <laughs> such a problem. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. <laughs> what you're doing. Get better systems, get better processes, do better, do a better job at qualifying people up front to know whether or not you can deal with them and help them out. And if you can't, give them a solution or move on. And we yeah, don't waste their time or yours. Yes. I had an interesting conversation with a client yesterday that was talking to us about hope if I, you know, if I start this talking about being too busy, right. And they, they have a fear of being, being too busy. Um, and they said, if I implement this, if I implement this action, if I implement this one, you know, one thing we were talking about, that's going to create a tsunami of new business for me. And I don't know that I can manage it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, then we need to make sure that we're, you know, we have, we're in, we have everything in place to do that is we don't want to not do it because we're afraid we're going to be too right. busy we're not be able to take care of, take the business in. Right. Right. And with coaching, you know, walk through with us what that means. And let's talk about what you need to have in place to be able to handle that business. And with some, you know, we have to make an investment in our business. It's our business. I don't care if you're working for a bank or anywhere else, you are self-employed. It's about what you do and how you build your business. So think about that. What do I need to handle the business that I assume is going to be coming in that door? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get exactly. ready for it. And yeah. you know what they say, if you build it, they will come. It's true. It's very true. It's very, very true. I you know, Some of our master level coaching members are spectacular at this. I mean, they are already building their teams. They've already added their people before the end of the year or yeah. they're starting, you know, at the beginning of the year because they, they don't know what, the, you know, what's, what's coming into the new year, but they do know that, you know, that they need to be well positioned. And I think that's the one thing that we all learned in 2020 is that we needed to be better positioned. We didn't see the tsunami coming. Right. Uh, boy, it did. And it stayed for quite a long time and it's still with us this year. Right. In yeah. So I think that it's important not to have that be an element of our thought process um, you know, of, of, you know, expanding, getting too big to, or hiring too many people um, or having too many staff, um, you know, because the fact that what are the business doesn't come, right? Well, then I guess you deal with that, but it is going to come and you have yeah. to be ready. And, you know, we have enough frustration in this business. We don't need to have frustration of not being able to take all the businesses coming in the door because we ultimately want to help and mm-hmm. help people that are coming through that door. So you have to be ready to do that. And not work 80 hours a week. Bring the people in. Bring that support staff in. Make that investment to grow and manage your business the best way you can for everyone involved. For everyone involved. Everyone. Exactly. You know, everyone involved for the, all those people that, you know, there's your loan officer assistants, your production managers, um, those mm-hmm. types of people, you know, I mean, all of those people, everyone involved. And, you know, what do you think about, you know, we're coming up on, uh, we're coming up on the end of our conversation, but I did want to get your insight just a little bit on vision statements, mission statements, vision plans. What do you think about that, Suzanne? 
Oh, it's powerful. That's funny you say that. I, I'm working with a, a networking group and we're getting started. And we, our specific goal this morning, you know, I've been up really early this morning doing all this stuff, was going through our mission statement and our vision statement. It's important and it's powerful. And you have to come up with those key words that really represent what you want to portray in your business to the people you're doing business with. Right. Right. I, I absolutely. And I have it, it was a task that I had given most of our coaching members, you know, is to come up with your mission statement, come up with your vision statement, make it a collaborative effort with your team, with everyone on your team, that everybody um, contributes and or and or resonates with and or, you know, buys into it, you know, because yeah. that vision statement and that mission statement has to be owned throughout the rest of the year and share it. Put it on your website, put it on your email signature, make a sign and put it on your wall at your brick and mortar office. When people walk in, they can will read that and understand who you are and what your purpose is. Yes, absolutely. So we are coming up to the end um, of our coaching live session. Susanna, first of all, I want to thank you so much for your time, for your efforts, for all of these, you know, the extreme value that you bring to all of our coaching thank members. You. Um, we Thank love you. you so much. You're so welcome. And, um, you know, so if, if you are not in coaching and you want to get a free coaching consultation, please go in and to, to toddduncan.com backslash coaching, schedule a free coaching consultation. We have some wonderful coach consultants ready to talk to you. So don't take, don't hesitate. Make that something that you get done today. In the meantime, have a rest, great rest of the week. Thank you again, Suzanne. And Thank you. It's always fun. Love to see yeah, you. Always so much fun. Great to see you too, dear. Have a great day. Okay. Bye.